Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. I want to talk to you a little bit today about why, when it comes to national transformation and really when it comes to the affairs of the earth realm, why many times action is more important than even prayer, or organized action is more effective and more important than prayer. What a topic, what a title that touches our religious buttons and the buttons of our understanding. But when you understand the ways of God and how God designed the universe and the earth to function, something like that becomes absolutely understandable and actually becomes the wisdom that both the, you know, the Josephs and the Daniels applied to get the results that they did. One of the first key principles that we need to understand is that God has set up both the heavens and the earth to run or function based on certain laws and principles. For example, in this earthly dimension, we have certain laws that we must live by because we have an earthly body. We've got an earthly suit. Take the law of gravity, for example. No matter how much of a praying person you are, no matter how spiritual you are, if you climb up to the top of a building and walk off, even if you're praying in tongues while you walk off the edge, most likely, apart from a miracle, the law of gravity is going to pull you back down to earth and you are going to be confronted by that earthly law. <laughs> in the same way, there are spiritual laws and principles that govern the heavens and the spirit realm. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But uh, firstly, we have to understand that God has designed it this way. We see throughout scripture, the Bible talks about the wise king says, I have seen something under the sun. I have seen something in this earthly realm dimension. I have seen a law and principle. I have seen a trend in the earthly realm, something that is happening. And so if there is under the sun, of course, we know there is above the sun, so to speak. That's the, the poetic language for the spiritual dimension. Now, when we go back to the book of Genesis, and especially in the Old Testament, you see this. You see scriptures where, where the Bible says that the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has been given to the sons of men. The heavens are the Lord's, the earth has been given to the sons of men. This speaks of earthly realm authority being given to mankind. This is very, very crucial to understand. We have an earthly dimension, and who has been given authority there, and who has been given responsibility there? Mankind. We have. <laughs> this is a, a division of labor between God and man. That's why it was absolutely the greatest fall for mankind to hand over the keys of authority to Satan the, in the garden, the serpent that came, because we lost general dominion of the earth. Well, thank God for Jesus. God came as a man so that he could legally restore authority to man to become managers of the earth, to establish his kingdom on earth. This was the and is the plan. So man really does have a responsibility over the dimension of the earth, a dimension that is governed by certain laws and principles. So now going back to Genesis, for example, 
There are certain laws and principles that God set up the earth to function under, which means we as the managers or caretakers of the earth, we must know what these are. If we can discover the fixed laws and principles that govern the earth dimension, we can actually rule on earth as God would rule if he was in our shoes. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that gets me excited. We can actually have rulership on earth the way God would if he was in our shoes. This is why you see even the unsaved sometimes are the head and not the tail, because they have discovered the fixed laws and principles that govern a particular sphere of life on earth, and so they succeed. They may not be spiritual people, they may not have had their spirit man regenerated, they may not be on their way to heaven, but while they're they're on earth, they are ruling because they understand these laws and principles. When we look at the book of Genesis, we see that God... We see the methodology or systematic thinking or CEO thinking of God. What he does is he creates something once and then subjects it as a law and principle. He subjects it to a system. For example, light shines in every country. The sun shines in every country at a certain time because it was created once and then subjected to a solar system. So we know that God doesn't wake up in the morning and make sure to create the sun or make the sun come out as we used to think? No, he created it once and subjected it to certain laws and principles that are highly systematized so that the earth runs that way. We see the same thing with how he created. He created a seven-day cycle. Each day he created something and then subjected it to a system of reproduction. For example, when he made the the plants and the trees, he created them once and then said, you know, be fruitful, multiply. Now I subject you to a reproductive system so that you can reproduce on your own without my direct intervention. (laughs) Here's the key. In the same way, when God created animals, you know, God didn't wake up this morning and reach out his hands like magic and and, and mystically create new animals? No, he created animals once and then subjected them to certain laws and principles and a systematic process of reproduction so that they could reproduce after their kind. Not God. God is not directly involved with that. Now they are reproducing after their kind. (laughs) Now in the same way, he did the same with man. He created one man. And if you get into the Hebrew of Eve, Eve was built out of the side of man. He created man, let's just say, so we don't upset anybody. God created man, man and woman, after his image. The Bible says that. And he said, now, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. He creates man once and then subjects them to a system of reproduction. This is amazing. God is actually the creator and ruler of the universe, but he has set up the earth to run in such a way that it can function without his direct intervention. On this basis, we understand that there are some things God just doesn't directly get involved in. He wants us to get involved. He wants us to learn the laws and principles of finances. He wants us to learn the laws and principles of earthly management and stewardship so that we can rule well on earth like the Josephs and the Daniels. Now, because God has set up the world in this way, sometimes it is a mistake to wait for God to do some things. Sometimes it is a mistake 
to pray and ask God to come down and do some things. Why? And this is why oftentimes our prayers are mishandled or we pray in ignorance or we, we pray worthless prayers out of, religi- out of religiosity because we're praying and asking God to do something either he's already done or we're praying and asking God to do something he's asking you to do. <laughs> like when Moses was standing by the Red Sea and all of Egypt, you know, Egypt, the Egyptian armies were behind him and Israel was wondering, what are we going to do? And Moses, of course, did what I think any of us would do when, when he wants to see a nation saved. He's crying out, God, save us. And God says, what are you crying to me for? Woo! <laughs> Can you imagine? God says, why are you praying to me? Take the authority that's in your hand, stretch your stretch out your rod and split the seas and cross over on dry ground. I believe that there are times that we commit the sin of irresponsibility as managers of the earth because we depend on God to do for us what he's depending on us to do for ourselves. Woo! We depend on God to do... Sometimes we commit the sin of irresponsibility because we depend on God to do for us what he is waiting on us to do for ourselves. And this is again why many times he even has to use some unsaved people who know the laws and principles of the political arena, who know the laws and principles of the education arena, who will go in and take his heart, his kingdom principles, and, and, and create change, even though they don't know Jesus yet. So God is looking for dual rulers, and, I, and I'm going to get into that in a, in a moment. But the principle is this. We don't have to pray for everything especially as it pertains to national transformation. Because even if you have a national-wide revival in every church, you still are going to be faced with having to uproot demonic ideologies that are housed or held in place by demonic systems. And you're going to have to replace them with kingdom principles, kingdom ideologies, kingdom principles, and and put in new systems to steer a nation a different direction. And we'll get into that more another time, but the point is, if we as believers do not seek out, if we don't educate ourselves, if we don't have work ethic, if we don't function in excellence, if we don't discover the fixed laws and principles that govern a particular sphere of life, then we, we, we will be waiting, forever waiting, for God to come down and do what he's asked us to do. But if we do discover the fixed laws and principles and become organized, take organized action, we can actually do what the heathen are doing. <laughs> we can actually do what the Muslims are doing. We can actually do what unsaved people are doing, non-believers, and we can change the world. We can change nations. That's why the Bible says that uh, the fallow bra- uh, in Proverbs, the fallow ground of the poor could produce much food, but it is swept away by disorganization or injustice. God sees injustice as disorganization. Disorganization on the earth is an injustice to him, and he has asked you and I to put the earth in order and to organize it. Hallelujah. The fallow ground of the poor could produce much food, but it is swept away by injustice. This means that anybody, anywhere, in any nation, in any part of the world, in any demographic, can produce a result, can produce transformation, can produce fruit, can produce food, can produce, you know, can, can bring the kingdom to earth. Anybody, anywhere can do it, but the issue is 
Do you have organized actions or are you still just praying about it? <laughs> the principle is this. Things don't just happen in life. Nations don't rise and fall based on mysticism or anything else. They rise and fall based on a people who, who understand the laws and principles that prosper a nation. And guess what, Christians? We have it. The Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation. We have the principles of the kingdom of God. Whether the revival comes, whether the revival goes. Whether the popular church comes, whether the popular church goes. Denominations come and go. Men and women of God come and go. But kingdom principles, when, when implemented into a society in an organized way, transform a society forever. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, how do we understand this as it pertains to action, people of action? Well, we must be the Daniels and the Josephs. What was the secret behind the Daniels and the Josephs? You know what? I think I'm going to save this for the next video. I think I'll call it, What is the Secret Behind the Daniels and the Josephs of the Earth? <laughs> and I'm going to show you exactly what they understood and how they functioned so that we as earthly realm uh, people can function the same. Now, the earth has is governed by laws and principles that God himself instituted. And the heavens, the spiritual realm, is governed by laws and principles that God himself instituted. God is not a magician. It is not so mystical. He created these laws and principles, and this is why many people on earth look like they know God, because they're doing things with such excellence. They're succeeding. They're the head and not the tail. Why? Because they understood the laws and principles that govern that sphere of life, and they excelled at them. Whether it's education, business, innovation, science, athletics, uh, arts and entertainment, whatever sphere it is, these people, whether they knew Jesus or not, whether they're going to heaven or not, they studied, showed themselves approved, they discovered how that sphere of life runs and functions, and they began to do it with excellence. While we as believers were often thinking, if I just pray, God will cause it to happen. If I just pray, God will cause me to somehow, it's like those pastors, they, they take the Bible and put it on the, Lord, fill me with your, fill me with your word. Well, you're going to be waiting a long time. God is waiting for you to fill yourself with the word. So it's a division of responsibility when it comes to management of the heavens and management of the earth. God will actually intentionally withdraw himself from some aspects of responsibility over the affairs of the earth. Why? Because he's a CEO God. He's a father that doesn't raise codependent children. He's made and remade you and I into his very image and likeness. And he says, go, go and disciple nations. Take, bring the kingdom to earth. Rule on earth as I would rule. Change your nation and implement kingdom principles as I would if I was there in your shoes. So does God, this begs the question, does God get involved in earthly affairs when we call on him and pray? Absolutely he does. Prayer is absolutely essential because you're tapping into other laws and principles in another dimension. And I'm going to get into the balance of this, I believe, in the next video. Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, 
History Makers TV or download our History Makers Society app today.